0: you might like to open your Bible to the Gospel of John and chapter one. Gospel of John and chapter one. And we took a moment to be reminded and uh, uh, refreshed in by the reminder. Of our relationship to God, and uh, as we exercise the word uh, and the verb prayer to pray, so we're just trying to get updated on that, reminded, so that it is so we see the uh, fullness of it, and so therefore I'm going to try to address that. And therefore, therefore all of you have been born uh, physically, and uh, being born physically, you had nothing to do with it whatsoever. You were all on planet Earth, and you didn't have a choice, a decision, zero. You just received the work by way of your parents, ultimately, uh, uh, to be found on planet Earth. And you didn't do it; uh, the parents did. Now, so when you come, an earth, since your parents did that one, and we recognize we had nothing to do with it. But when it comes to spiritual birth, that takes place, and I just wanted to put it in front of me and you. John chapter one, the Gospel of John, addressing our relationship to God, 21 chapters, dealing with our relationship to God. That's what it's about. Matthew, Mark, and Luke, but John, is all about bringing from Genesis to Revelation, bringing it all in front of us. When you're all done with history, eternity, time, and everything else, it's just God. And when it's all done, you know that's going to be 1 Corinthians 15, when everything is finished on, in God's redemptive program for planet Earth, then what? God is to be all in all. But you're still it's all about God. Hang on to that. So now, with the Gospel of John, uh, in chapter 1, going directly in the light of the context in that, verse 12. But as many, the Jews rejected him, the world doesn't want to know him, verse 12. But as many, whosoever has received him, to them gave he the power, the right, the privilege, is the word, authority. The right, the privilege, the power to become sons or children of God, even to them that believe in his name. So, God, it's an open invitation uh, to every human being, starting with Adam and Eve, and ending in the millennium last person physically physically born, and anyone that invitation is to receive him when a human heart receives the Lord Jesus Christ as a savior that's an act that we do we can we're we're the decider in it. Your parents were the decider to have you come forth. And you were the decider to whether to have God come forth. You decide to receive him. Or you reject him. Take your pick. And if you receive him, that's your choice. Then, because you receive him, you then become a child of God. Got it? Simple. You receive him as your savior. You become a child of God. What did you do? Nothing. You just followed the instructions. What did mom and dad do? They followed the instructions and here you are. You follow God's instructions and God gives you a unique personal relationship to his awesome person, and you become child, children, sons of God. When does that happen? The moment you receive the Lord as your Savior. The moment you come out and you breathe the air, air. and uh, as you breathe the air, the air, little baby, little baby has to take its breath for life. And the little baby believes the air, the air is filling the body, giving it life. And the little baby is in the middle of the air. Does the baby understand that? Does the baby know what happened? No, no. All the baby did was uh, be a baby. And uh, in God's wonderful mechanisms, breathed. And they they brought the air in. So the air is within them. And they are in the middle of the air. Do they understand that? No. No they don't, hang on. They don't understand that. But, boy, are they in the middle of the air. And the air is in the middle of them. They may not know nothing, anything, but it's all real. Now, so here we are looking. So when you receive the Lord as your savior, what happens? God, in his wonderful grace, saves us. And the God, in his wonderful grace, at the very, very first moment you're saved, you you are going to have what? God, Spirit of God is going to say, as we shared in Galatians 4 and verse 6 and that, uh, God, the Holy Spirit, God's wonderful ministry, is to say to the believing heart, Abba, Father. Now, do the little baby understand? I'm your daddy, etc.? No. No, does the baby even hear it? Psychologically, they aren't born at that point. They have to have a little bit time. And, and they don't know. But God, who brings the birth, says, Abba, Father. And as the believing heart awakens to the awesomeness of what has happened, the Romans 8 and 15 we share together, then the believing heart cries, same verb, Abba, Father. Now, so that God says Abba, Father, and the baby, uh, the uh, believer says Abba, Father, Father. Father, Father. It's a unique relationship that happens the moment you come to know the Lord as your Savior. When that happens, that unique relationship, we share together, you know, to turn there in Acts chapter 9 and that, verse 11, the Apostle Paul received the Lord as his Savior. He tells that to us in Galatians chapter 1. Uh, Christ was revealed in his heart. The same as when you get saved. And, and so, but, God makes an interesting statement about the Apostle Saul, who was persecuting the church. And we shared it last time, Acts 9 11. And God said to to. To, the, to his servant. Behold. He prays. Wasn't he a Pharisee? Wasn't he zealous? Absolutely. Did he pray? Probably prayer. Who knows how many times a day. But he never prayed like this. He prays. The word prayer. Is that word. I'm going to look at it. Just. So you hang on different word different words, of prayer. It means to speak out, to speak out loudly. And then I add a little word in front of it, to speak out loudly to God. To speak out loudly to God. The Spirit of God says Abba Father. And the heart hasn't even got going hardly and being alive spiritually. And the heart is able to say Father, to speak it out, that's prayer. That's that's the word prayer. Now watch how it works. In the light of that, over if you would please. Well, again, to save time for all of this. Though, if it'll keep you awake and move fast, then your Bible will get all kinds of exercise. Uh, Back over to, quickly, you can say, yeah, I did that, and next thing, next thing. Romans 12. And in Romans chapter 12, picking up, please. And chapter 12, and if I can, in verse 19. Rejoicing in hope, 12 and 19, of Romans. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, bearing up under the load, and then lastly, continuing instant, continuing instant in prayer, instant in prayer, enduring, fixed, you're fixed, you're fixed on it, you're locked in, you're locked in to prayer, locked in, caught on it. I have a relationship to God, I was born physically, I have a human relationship to time, I have a unique relationship to God. And it happened the moment I received him as my Savior. And it doesn't change. I'm either going to exercise, the little baby physically is going to exercise and grow and and enjoy growing up. And the believing heart is either going to exercise and develop and then uh, exercise this relationship. And that relationship started the moment they received the Lord as their Savior. And it is to be experienced. It is to be physically, mentally enjoyed. Experienced and enjoyed. As a relationship. And it's a continued relationship. You don't have to turn that. Well, this one turned. turn. 1 Thessalonians 5, you know. And in First Thessalonians 5, of the three rejoicing the Lord always in... And, uh, and 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 uh, pray without ceasing, verse seventeen. Pray without ceasing. Don't stop praying. There's your little word. Don't stop saying. Remember now the remember in um, Galatians four and six. The Spirit of God is crying, Abba, Father. That's in the present tense. It just keeps coming. It just keeps coming like grace. It just keeps coming. The relationship never is, is in doubt. It's there. The Spirit of God assures, reassures relationship. And in the relationship, there's no question. And that here we are looking to pray without ceasing, to have a unique relationship to God, to be able to have that relationship to God on an ongoing basis, and we never stop. Because you never stop breathing the air and you'll never stop being in the middle of the air as long as you have physical life. You'll never stop believing. Christ, when you get saved, you know all these things. When you receive Christ as your Savior, into your heart, God makes you a new creature, etc. And you have a relationship to God. God isn't going in and out. That's where you get saved and you get unsaved and all that kind of thing. No, no. Once you get saved, you're saved. Once you receive Christ, you're saved. Once you start breathing the air, you're breathing. Fame, disease, plague, whatever, doesn't make any difference. You're going to breathe the air. Now, so therefore, here we are looking, and God, you're going to go, and this unique relationship to pray without ceasing, just last and last and never stops, never is interfered. Now, either we enjoy that relationship or we don't. But it's very real. Now, physically, you always enjoy, you're always counting on air, and, uh, and when it's missing, you are very, very quick to try to do- recover it and, and find how to replace the air that you're losing. Now, having said that, so when you receive the Lord as your Savior, you receive eternal life, a relationship. And that relationship it exercises what? A relationship to God, Abba Father, Abba Father, from your end. When does that quit? It doesn't quit. The little baby's two years old, the little baby's 20 years old, etc. And the little baby growing is father, 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 father. <coughs> when does my father not become my father? He never stops becoming my father. So I'm constantly, forever, if my, if my father was alive, uh, looking to my father. I understand he's my father. That's prayer. You're exercising an intelligent, biblical reality to God. Prayer. So you have to, it isn't just, uh, there's special times of prayer and quiet times and. In different ways, of all kinds of ways, thing. But the relationship of those special times isn't just special. You should have a understanding that if you're saved, if you're alive, if you have life, then you're praying. And if you exercise that life, what are you doing? You're speaking out to God as Father, my Father, that's what you're doing. And if you do that as a way of life, it'll change your life. This is a prayer meeting, special. But you are gonna go home to bed and 24 hours a day, the, every all, all day, the next day, the next day. Uh, you, you, if you're saved, you're saved. And you want to enjoy that relationship to God in a most unique way. Now our Lord is gonna give us the example over to John uh, chapter eight again. So that what we're saying isn't some way out thing, obviously. We're talking about that which is supposed to be the way of life. That's what God has done for us on Calvary's cross. And in Romans, uh, John chapter 8, going to verse 28. John 8 and 28. Then said Jesus unto them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, crucifixion, Then shall you know that I am he, that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. And he that sent me is with me, the Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. A, verse 28, I do nothing of myself. And you remember that, go over it, just lock it in, because that's our problem. We have to understand, God sets the pace for a prayer life, with a, have, say it another way, God sets the pace for a unique relationship to Almighty God, and we're to exercise that relationship on an ongoing basis. Therefore, John chapter five, as you probably could quote it all, John five and verse nineteen again. Then Jesus answered and said unto them. Verily, verily, most assuredly, assuredly, amen, amen, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do. Now, so, for what things soever he doeth, uh, these also doeth the Son likewise. Now, God now God said, it isn't me. The life that I have in his perfect, perfect humanity, the life that he has in his perfect humanity is, is the exercise of, of a unique relationship to God, to to enjoy the person of God as God intended us made in His image and likeness, Genesis chapter one, to enjoy a unique relationship to God on an ongoing basis, to have a unique relationship to Him. And it's about God being God the creator for his creation, God providing his wonderful person, life, the uncreated life of God, for that which he has created, made in his image and likeness, for his image and likeness, that's us humans, to enjoy eternal life, which is his life. Isn't it? Christ is your what? Is your life. It isn't your life. So is it wrong when God says, listen, I do nothing of myself. The life I have, all that I have is from God. It's a wonderful relationship, ongoing. Pray without ceasing. Don't stop. Don't stop breathing. Don't stop believing. Pray. When you do that, your whole thing changes. don't have that. Now, keep going. In the light of that, in the light of that, keeping that in mind, if you would, so our Lord and His wonderful, perfect humanity uh, goes, and the Spirit of God is going to go and do a wonderful thing in His heart uh, as a perfect man. Remember, the Lord Jesus Christ is a perfect, perfect human, perfect humanity, and perfect deity in one, one person. Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's a unique, awesome thing. But he, why is he dead? Why did he do that? So that he could fulfill the reason, the great purpose He created you for, and me and all of us, to know, to be able to have a knowledge of God, to enjoy God, and we get saved, we're not going to be perishing. Uh, God gives us eternal life. Wow. Now, having said that a little bit, so here's God, God the Holy Spirit's going to go and, and, and make all of this happen in God, the, in God the Son. So the Lord Jesus Christ in his perfect humanity is trusting God the Father. How is he going to trust God the Father? Because the Spirit of God's wonderful ministry is to make all of the benefits of the Father, the will, the word, the way, all of it happen. That's the Spirit of God's ministry. Hang on to that. It's a wonderful thing. God's wonderful ministry. Keep that in mind, if you would. Now, having said that, in God's wonderful ministry, and God the Father, etc., is going to have that ministry in in His heart. Now, so when you get saved, though, while we're here still in John, slide over to chapter 14. In John chapter fourteen, and remind yourself, remember we shared together, the Spirit of God is telling us of our Father who has saved us. Abba, Abba, Father. Father in the Hebrew and Greek. Father, 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 Father. He's saying Father. Okay. Now, Father, why do we why do you say that Spirit of God? The Lord Jesus Christ is telling us 4,000 times, he's telling us uh, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Go, the Lord Jesus Christ was trusting, and he says it all, the, all that I'm saying, all that I do, all the works that I do reflect and represent God the Father in the perfect humanity of Jesus Christ, so you can see it. Uh, he was always prayed up. Wow. Now, so here, God, here's the Spirit of God. And he calls out, without any question, to the believing heart, in the believing heart, Father, John chapter 14. And you'll notice, please, if I can go down to uh, verse 20. "At At that day, you shall know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Now, you could stop there, but you don't want to stop there. You want to go a little bit further, down to verse 23. Jesus answered and said unto him If a man love me if a man love, he will keep my words and my father will love him and we my father and I will come unto him and make our abode our abiding place uh, with him So when I receive the Lord as my savior I receive God the Father God 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 the Father God the Son God the Holy Ghost one 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 so when I receive the Lord as my Savior I receive the Father when I receive the Father I receive God the Holy Spirit and when they all come together that's why it works that's why it works he says I have a Father because we're related to the Father Jesus said I am the way the truth and the life John fourteen six. no man cometh unto the what under the Father, except by me. Now, when you get saved and you receive Christ as your Savior, that was to bring you to God the Father, your Creator. And therefore, what is the first thing the Spirit of God is going to do? Abba Father. Because you're saved. You're saved. You're a child of God, a son of God, child of God, in a wonderful, wonderful way. Now, having said that little bit, uh, having said that a little bit, and not gone very far, uh, God, God, you are going to go and do a wonderful thing in the believing heart. Uh-huh, I am. And God, who is our makes our life uh, so super-duper, uh, God does, because He had, gives us His life. And what are we trusting in? We're trusting in not the air. We aren't trusting in your heartbeat. You aren't trusting in your medicine. You aren't trusting in the security and surety, certainty of living, living out tomorrow properly. You aren't doing that. What you're doing is looking to God to do a wonderful thing in the heart. And God's gonna do that wonderful thing in your heart on a daily basis and that's your life. That's why the Lord Jesus said, what are you worried about your physical being, John t- Matthew chapter 10? So they kill you. Like in the tribulation we're looking at, six o'clock. So they kill you. What's that got to do with it? It's only your flesh and blood. Flesh and blood cannot what? Inherit the kingdom of God. Don't you understand? It is, I'm talking about you inside there. That's the relationship. That's what needs to be exercised. Therefore, God, in your wonderful working, you're going to do what you do. And the Spirit of God's ministry it loves to do it, to make you understand you have eternal life and to enjoy your relationship to God, to pray. Now, can we do it ourselves? Oh, well, we can. We try to think about it. Am I related to this or that? And No, no. You can do that. Struggle, if, you, if you can use your imagination, uh, here you are. And you're gonna say, well, you know this business of taking in the air and lungs and all the little tangles down there and it sends it all to your cells to your body and stuff. Wow, I don't really believe that. I don't believe that, Now You still breathe, don't you? You still breathe. Well, I said, I don't believe that. <laughs> Well, but you're breathing, that's right. So God, here we are looking, and the Spirit of God's gonna do a wonderful thing and help us to understand. We may not want to understand, but God said the the only way you can enjoy life is because God, the Spirit, God is gonna do it. So either, if you're saved, you're saved. It can't be unsaved, it's against the rules. Against God's wonderful saving work on the cross, cost him so much. No, he isn't messing around. Nope. So here we are looking God to you, and in the process, we know the Lord as our Savior, and we either enjoy being saved or we don't. And we could be carnal, fleshly, and, 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 and then before we'll go to prayer time and we'll have a prayer, special prayer meeting, we can do that. Mm-hmm. Good. But my general life isn't like that general life, work, home, school, whatever. I don't do that, but I can have a little prayer time, carnal, all these things, and we can do that. And we are missing out on what the Spirit of God's meant. We aren't letting the Spirit, we're grieving the Spirit of God, Ephesians 4. So therefore, over if you would, to Jude, book of Jude before Revelation, And you're going to recall, how do we handle the apostasy that was taking place in Jude's day? And, and how were they going to handle it? Well, they have a simple, a lot of wonderful little statements, but here's one of them. Jude, verse 20. But, ye, beloved, building up yourselves in the most holy faith, praying, praying, in the Holy Ghost. Now, how am I going to pray? Well, God... That's the Spirit of God's ministry. The Spirit of God's ministry is to give you life. Air, air, gives you physical life. The Lord God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, gives you His life. He makes all the life that God made possible for you in Christ, eternal life, to make all of that work. So we're looking. We're looking to God. We're always in the presence of God. We get saved. And, and Christ is in us, and, and, when, and in the same breath, the moment you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and received him as your Savior, what did he do? He placed you in the middle of his Son as his body. As his body. So we're smack dab in the middle of God in Christ, and God is smack dab in the middle of us. That's a unique oneness. When does that disappear? When does that stop? Never. I either enjoy it or I don't. Either I understand it or I don't. Or I don't want to understand it. I don't want to. I don't like it. I I want to be able to have my own life. Then you can do that. That's called carnal and fleshly. And you can do it. But you want enjoying the ministry of the Spirit of God who says, have a (laughs) father. He's trying to get you to exercise the relationship. Over to Romans 8. And you know these things, but just reminding you and myself. And in Romans, in chapter eight, picking up, please, right in the light of everything. I'm going to read verse 15, simply because we mentioned it. Romans 8:15. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption to be placed as sons fully, whereby we are going to cry, we're crying, Abba, Father. So that's us. Now when we cry, Father, 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 the Spirit of God's ministry, verse 26, eight twenty-six, Romans, likewise the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, our weaknesses, our failures, our faults, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, Wherefore, we could have a thousand requests and all wonderful. We don't know any of those that are legit. So, what am I looking for then, God? I'm looking for God to outwork his wonderful will, to outwork his wonderful will in one's life. Hang on to that. That's what I'm looking for. I'm going to do everything I can, common sense and an obligation, and I'll do everything. But I'm praying, constantly relating, looking to God as a child of God in the light of God's wonderful grace and the Spirit of God's ministry, which I understand, He has to make it work. Because I can't make it work, and you can't make, you can't, you can't have the life of God without the Spirit of God. You can't mimic, produce, exercise God's wonderful life apart from God himself. Anything of God requires God. So God has to do it. So if I'm gonna pray, pray and my relationship is to what to God, then I'm gonna have to have the Spirit of God do it. Romans eight twenty six again. Likewise, the Spirit also all keepeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself, itself, maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So God has a wonderful plan. Uh, we have all kinds of things in our little head and heart uh, about anything. But God has a wonderful outworking of it, and, uh, and he has to work with us. He can't abandon us, and he has to outwork the what? The will of God, our relationship, our prayerful relationship. And we has to outwork that relationship. And therefore, verse 27, for he that searcheth the hearts, searcheth the heart, knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit of God, Spirit, because he maketh intercession uh, for the saints, for the believing heart, according to the will of God. And the Spirit of God knows exactly what God the Father wants. So when you're looking to God, you're looking to God to pray, uh, God's gonna, he's gonna do. And you, you, you bring him whatever you got, whatever you're thinking about. That's why generally, generally, it, we aren't saying a lot. There's a place for the special needs and, and problems come and, and understanding, we need to fast and pray. And I understand all that. But that isn't the normal life. That isn't the life God intended you to have. He gave you a wonderful life. His life. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, to enjoy it. That's what he did. All the rest is there. So now, God, we don't know what we should pray for as we ought, but you do. And the Spirit of God's going to go, verse 27, and he's making, he wants God's will, which is what you want. And therefore, you pray and look to God and work out everything you can. Uh, you're going to drive your car to work or something, or school, whatever you do. Drive the car, and, uh, and, uh, and you have a plan to get to the so-and-so, uh, whether there's going to be a flat tire, whether there's going to be an accident somewhere, uh, whether you're going to get the uh, 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 flu or the plague. <laughs> uh, you don't know that, but God does. What you prayed to be able to get to school on time, to be able to do work on time, to be able to handle the politic and the power at work, you got you pray, that's right. And then what? You're looking to God. And when you're all done, God, I'm going, I'm doing everything I should do, but God, the outworking of it is yours. That's why you would understand in Ephesians 2:10, uh, uh, well, I hate jumping. Of, uh, and well, I'm re- right, look at your at Romans. Why not? Here's Romans, and uh, the will of God and verse 28, you know, you know. and we know that all things, Romans 8:28, all things work together for good, to them that love God, to them that call the coin to His purpose. Verse 29, that we can be conformed to the image of His Son. That's what it's all about, to be changed to be made like Him, to be able to think like Him. And what is it? It's a prayer life. It's, it's a practice of the presence of God, to speak out to God. That's what we do. We come boldly to the throne of grace. and we do it We God the Father, my Father. And we go to work, home, school, whatever we're doing. And we do it. And we know that all things work together for good. A, a, a thousand things can happen. I don't understand them all, but God does, as we shared in Sunday school that God knows everything and, not, and everything about everybody and everything, every second of, of, of the world that you live in and the whole universe that you live in and all of the universes God knows everything all at once and he's all wise in what he does so that's why you trust him that's why you trust him because you don't know any of that and you don't have the wisdom to put it to work you don't even understand it so what do you do? What God told you to do. The only thing I tell you to do over and over and over again, John 6, is believe me. I want you to believe. Believe who I am and what I'm doing. And that requires what? A prayer. God, I'm practicing your presence. That's right. And when I do that, now over to Romans, uh, Romans over to Ephesians, and Ephesians chapter 3. Uh, no, we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 2. And in Ephesians in chapter 2, if I may, you would recall God's wonderful working. Now, God, and you're going to help us to be conformed, changed, to be children of God, sons of God, to, be, to be, live like it and enjoy being it, enjoy being saved. What's wrong with that? You're a believer? Saved. Why would you let the dumb world and darkness rob you of light and life that you have? Why would you let the medical report? Oh, it may be, but it can't touch your life. Nothing can touch your life. Why? Because it's God's life and nothing can touch it. So we're learning it. And that's what God puts us through all the ups and downs in life for what to learn something to understand something therefore ephesians chapter 2 picking up please in verse 10 for we are his workmanship created in christ jesus new creatures in christ unto good works the wonderful working before you were ever created born we've said that seven thousand times Before you were ever born, God had a wonderful plan. That's why you're born on planet Earth, otherwise you wouldn't be here. If God did have a plan, wonderful plan, God created you and allowed you to be here and died on the cross before that, even that. That's why you could be born physically. And God did that wonderful thing for you. So therefore, verse 10, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus under good works which God hath before ordained that we should walk and live in them. That, God, that's what your plan was. That's correct. That's what I want you to know. Now, in the light of that wonderful, wonderful plan that you're going to go and outwork that, now, God, that's what you're going to do. So we got to stay in relationship to you, our Heavenly Father, because you're our workmanship. And, and you know Philippians chapter 2. And in Philippians chapter 2. Now, what you want to know is in the early church, back when these were being written, when these, were, these weren't even written, they weren't even written. And the Spirit of God, what we're doing, book after book, Ephesians, Colossians, the Spirit of God was doing that directly on top of the people. The people didn't have, all they had is the Old Testament and the Spirit of God and His wonderful ministry. That's why they did super-duper things. Why? The Spirit of God did. All they did is be of good cheer and believe and trust God. That's why it was so exciting, you see. Well, anyway. Now, so Philippians chapter 2. Now, remember, we are His workmanship, all righty, for good works, His good working, Uh uh-huh. Romans eight twenty six twenty seven, 27. Spirit of God's ministry. verse Philippians 2, verse 12. Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, there's your little word, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Because you can't do anybody else's. That's all you can do. And all you can do is exercise your personal relationship to God as a child of God, and all of that works out in the body, but here it is, and you're going to work it out. And then, then in the light of we are his workmanship, you have to read verse 13. Reason, for, because it is God which worketh in you. That's why you're working out. What am I working out? My unique relationship to God the Father in the person of Jesus Christ. I'm working it out. And, verse 13, it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. God's doing this wonderful thing. And you're learning to pray without ceasing. You're learning to live. That's what God gave you, a, a unique relationship to God. And you exercise that. It's an awesome thing. We are his workmanship. God, and so I want God's will don't oh, no, it can't get simpler, can it? <laughs> oh, well, I, I'm going to figure out what he wants for my life. No, God's going to do what he wants for your life. Just let him. <laughs> Just let him. Trust him. And it works, you know. If God wants you in the moon, he'll send you there. How's that? You know, what can I say? God, you're going to do it. That's right. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Wow. Over to Philippians 4. I have to quit, but I didn't get very far, but I hope, I'm just trying to bug you to get you to, because people are going to come to pray. We're going to have a special time to pray. All of that's wonderful. But if that's all you got, I, you don't got much. And uh, I'm not going to count on anything coming out of that too much. No, it doesn't mean God doesn't care. God isn't concerned, he is but you're, locking, you're missing out on what it's all about. And I want God's will, you want God's will for your life, that's why we're sitting here. And we're looking to God, that's why you have your prayer times and Sunday morning early and all those different things. We're looking for God's will, and that's what we want. That's all we want, as a body. The body has to work together, and that's what we're looking for. God is just us. And you have to do what you're gonna do in a most wonderful way. Therefore, Philippians 4 and in verse 6, be careful, stop worrying for nothing. Don't be worried about anything. Say it a different way. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, everything, everything means everything. Everything by prayer. Pray without ceasing. Don't stop. Don't stop, that's all. Enjoy the life. Keep breathing. <laughs> no one has to tell you that, do they? When you go to bed tonight, do you have an alarm clock to wake you up in case you don't breathe or something? No. You just hope you're going to, your system, you have no control of it. It's just going to go and help you to breathe and breathe and breathe and breathe and breathe. And when you stop breathing, uh, we'll, we'll have a service for you. How's that? Wow. Now, now, in the light of that, in the light of that, be careful, don't worry, be, don't be anxious about anything and everything by prayer. And supplication, that's special things. When, you, when things come up in your life that are special, by that I mean some item, some issue, something that comes along and puts you in the place where you have, you don't know, you're you, you, you just not able to do what, simply? You aren't able to say thank you. I remember the follow a hundred years ago back in California, his wife's next to him, and, and he hit an accident, and his he head went through, the window, went through the windshield and, and talking to his wife, and, 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 and she said, thank you, God, for what you're doing. I thought that was pretty good. Thank you. And when you thank you, you're done with the problem, aren't you? You know, if, if I gave my watch to the watchmaker down here to, to get fixed, and I give you the watch, I don't have the watch anymore. Who has the watch? The watchmaker. Who's fixing the watch? The watchmaker. That's what, that's what it is. God, I got a problem with my, whatever it is that's getting you, and you look to God, supplication, let your requests be made known unto God, with thanksgiving, and you're going to go. And when, when you got the thanksgiving, you gave it to God. And you're done with it. But if you have to struggle with it, then, it's, then you haven't given it to God yet with thanksgiving. And you have to keep going with it and going with it, and your life becomes... i got to quit. How, how simple, how simple do you think our Lord Jesus Christ, perfect man, representing God in a perfect way, enjoyed the hostility, the hatred, the opposition, the stupidity of people, the failure of his own disciples to understand, how do you think he did that? He just enjoyed a unique relationship to God. And he said, I do nothing of myself. I just enjoy the outworking of God's wonderful plan and purpose for my life. That's what I do. That's what we're to- He's the perfect man. So when you say, mm, I don't understand that, you then I suggest that we do a little more thought and understand it. Because that's what God is after. And years ago, you don't have that anymore. You used to have that. You used to hear preachers and messages and radio a and, oh, hundred years ago. A whole other way of life. What we're mumbling through here used to be a standard movement. It's just what it was. Now we're looking, you know, what's he saying up there? I'm trying to help you understand. It didn't change. The world changed. The heart changed. The heart is getting, I can't get into, harder, harder, harder. And in closing, thank you. uh, Philippians 4.7. Philippians 4.7, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall mount, shall keep your heart and mind, uh, uh, heart and mind through Christ Jesus. So, God, you're going to go and help us in every way, and we're going to learn. That doesn't mean you don't have prayer requests. It doesn't mean you don't have things. The assembly has needs, and we try to meet the needs of the assembly. And to the measure that we need to to be specific, uh, then we look to God uh, on behalf of that problem, whatever it is, whatever the need of a heart is, uh, some special something, person's life or something, and we can do that. But we're doing it on behalf, is behalf of the assembly. We're looking on behalf of the assembly to do. That's a wonderful thing. And I appreciate your patience. Pray without ceasing. Don't say, well, Sina, you've got to stand up and practice. Well, no, you don't. <laughs> that Hasn't done very good. That kind of system. No, you need to learn to pray in your heart and understand what it is. And then you'll speak out. And then you can freely speak to God. My Father, without even blinking an eyeball. It's real. It's, it's where we are. I don't have to go, and you don't have to go anywhere. We're in it. We're in the middle and presence of God to outwork His wonderful will in a most awesome way. And it's a simple, wonderful life, God's life in the midst of a very complicated, confusing, corrupting world that we live in. Well. Wow.